so in terms <clears throat> of like honing your skills, yeah. when we got, when I got to the point where I'd been made redundant mm-hmm. and I understood that I was losing that job and yeah. had a little bit of gardening leave and all the rest of it. Um, that then it was a case of, well, I, it was almost like from that point I'd been opened. My eyes had been opened to the okay. fact that I, I'm not just the number in this situation, this, mm-hmm. this process, whatever it is, this machine, this corporate world, yeah. you are just a number. And from that point, I got into a little bit of personal development, listening to sort of Tony Robbins, um, people like that, Jim Rohn, yeah. things like that. And, and understanding that there has to be something out there that I'm good at, whatever it is, I've got to find it. Absolutely. And when you find it, you lock onto that. Um, and I think the, the gateway for me, the gateway, the Pandora's box was reading Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I think that, oh, that wow. will, that will resonate with a lot of people. I'm yet to read that book. Amazing yeah, book. But I've heard so many good things about Amazing it. Amazing yeah. book. Like in the most <laughs> concise way, he has two, two dads, not really mm-hmm. two dads. His dad, his father, who was an academic, mm-hmm. um, uh, um, a professor in a really quite good school um but was very much the belief system of a poor, a poor mind okay. which is um get a good education and go to work work for that business for life build a pension and let that pension look that's after it you. that's life yeah that's what we got taught when we mm-hmm. were well not so much we but um that's what our parents got taught when they were younger mm-hmm. and that's what they kind of perpetuated to us is go to work for a good organization. That'll be the job for life. And then you'll be looked after with the pension. Yeah. And obviously you know what happens with pension schemes these days that they don't really do much. Everyone gets 3%. That's not great. Some of them are going bust. Yeah. People losing their money. Exactly that. So <laughs> yeah. um, then his, his best friend's father who had serial entrepreneur, had a few businesses. Um, because Robert was obviously hanging around with his best friend a lot. Mm-hmm. He was then sometimes working for his best friend's father. Okay. And then, and then his best friend's father would let him go to meetings and teach them both stuff about mm-hmm. business. And that in its entirety is really the, the, the rich man's thought process was don't let the government look after you. You have to be self-sufficient in this world. Wow. Build a, um, a, a business that can, pay for your liabilities and that's houses, cars, watches, whatever it is, but then have all of the mechanisms in place to leverage that wealth in terms of stocks and shares, all of that stuff. And that's Mm. what his book really says is buy real estate that can pay for your liabilities. Nice. And then then you can start to dabble into other things. Other bits and pieces and spreading your... When you've grown your wealth, then you can sort of... Yeah, spread, spreading your risk, spreading your yeah. investments, which is such an exactly. another very uh, important thing. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Because there's there's a lot that's been happening um, recently. I don't know if you've been following, especially in America, with the which with the banks, mm. proper, legit well, as well. Silicon Valley Bank. Silicon Valley Bank. Yeah. It's not just them, even with the crypto space. Yeah. There's a lot that's been happening. And this is why guys like, uh, you know, Warren, Warren Buffett, yeah. they've always preached minimizing and yeah. spreading your investments. He he says he doesn't 
he generally doesn't care how good something is. He just believes in well, he's, not putting it in one basket, basically. Yeah, his belief system is around um, yeah. stocks and shares and the yep. performance of a business mm-hmm. um, and what they do. So he'll be very much diligent in yeah. the research of, of a business, what yep. they produce, what their bottom line is, what their prof- profit and loss is. And he's in for the long term, yes. not in for short term. Yes. So whereas the crypto space at the moment, you've seen a lot of people be creating wealth from that. Quick, they've got quick, yeah, it's very quick. fast, um, and then quick crashes, yeah, too. exactly. So, if you, yeah, I don't keep up so much with it that much at the moment, but mm. a couple of years ago, just before COVID hit, mm-hmm. the market was quite low. Well, it was actually quite high, wasn't it? Yeah, and there was a point where it was again. like yeah. high, like everybody was laughing, people were right? Happy, yeah, and what good. happened is that when it was high, everybody took their money yeah. from places, were taking their life savings. Yeah putting it because they'd seen it. Do you mm-hmm. get what I mean? Where you're seeing returns and you're thinking, oh yeah, definitely. But that's yeah. another thing. It's like, just because you see returns, it doesn't mean to no, get yeah, carried away. It out. Spread yeah, the it risk. That couldn't be more important, especially the whole Silicon Valley yeah. bank thing. It's just like, fam. Well, that's just a precursor, <laughs> isn't it? Is of what's to come. We know there's a yeah. there's cycles in the, in the, in the in the financial markets yeah and that's always been the, the testament to yeah. the 2008 crash um, oh yeah the crashes before that that there will be peaks and troughs and the recessions are being played out now in, in yeah. this market um and it's a lot of wealth will be created in the recession yep. because there's a lot of people that are gearing up for it to yep. be able to take advantage of what happens oh yes but what the fallout means is there's going to be a lot of redundancies. There's going to be a lot of people out of work. That's not the greatest point. In the moment, no. we're in a high inflation part of the world. Mm. Um, bank interest has just gone up again. Um, so if you haven't, if you're highly leveraged in terms of you've got a lot of debt, might not be great for you. But if you've got some assets that you can sort of reduce those debts, that might that might work for you as well. Yeah, it's. It's testament to just knowing the cycles and seeing them run. Exactly. Um, to understand what happens going forward. Um, yeah, as I said, I, I don't really play in that crypto space yet. Yeah. It's too volatile it, for me. I don't know enough it about it. It never appealed to me, no. you know, because I remember even the days of Clubhouse, like, yeah. you know, when we were talking, everybody was a yeah. crypto expert. <laughs> Everyone well, was a crypto millionaire investor. Yeah, yeah. But now all those millionaires are gone. Yeah. You have people like KSI, I think he lost like 1.4 or something million. Yeah. Of but it. He had, he had that liquid to lose, didn't he, to a certain extent? That's the thing. Somebody was talking about this where uh, I think he's like Hassan Minhaj okay. talking about how these people that sell it, they sell it to people as if those people also have the money to lose. But then yeah. there are people that can afford yeah. to lose certain amounts of money. But there's certain products that are sold to people as if it's the, everyone is in the same boat. And that's not the case. And I think that's where you, you know? when it comes into what your risk appetite mm. is and then you should only risk what you can afford to lose. You could say that and, again. And <laughs> when, when yeah. you got into this, when I got into this space, like the property game, yeah, it was very much, we, we went on these whirlwind of courses. You get to what they, they call them sort of discovery days, depending on who you go with. Yeah. Um, it, it's usually a free course. You go and learn for a day. Um, and then they say, do you want to go on to this other course? And that's mm. going to be a thousand pounds at the time. And you go for three days and then you go to that course for three days. And then the upsell at the end of those three days will be, let's do this 27,000 pound course. 27,000. And, like, and you're like, what? 
okay, who can afford that firstly? To, to there was, it's an drop, investment. It's an investment. Drop 20 grand or 30, nearly best part of 30 grand onto a course that you've got no guarantee of, yeah. of being able to do what you need to do with the property side of things. Right. So we never really pulled, pulled the trigger on that. And that was when my, my wife was with me on that side of things. Yeah. And we kind of got diverted off the property game at that point. And I was at like early thirties then. And, um, got pulled into sort of um, multi-level mar- multi marketing, oh, which was um, at the time, which, which. How is- did that work out for you? The multi-level marketing. The, you know what? There's so, listen, there's so many other little facets that have come about, but they've just been de- redecorated. Mm. You were talking about the company that was selling something and trying to pretend, it, they weren't even trying to pretend right, to yeah, be something else. Yeah. There are so many multi-level... Well, um, you think about all the multi-level marketing yeah. brands that are out there. You've got... was one of the biggest ones at the time when mm-hmm. we were in it. Um, there's... Uh, oh, what's it called? The one with Ronaldo is actually... Um, he's, Championing. He's, he, was, he was a sponsor for, for... He was sponsored by them. Okay. Um, but I, I, can't remember, I can't remember what it's called now. Mm. It'll come back to me at some point. But the whole point of uh, uh, sort of a pyramid scheme is you make money if you're one of the Other first people, people in and then you the recruit, top. then you get paid off of that. So we went into this and, and, and people were getting paid off, off of us. And if you're doing well, that's great. But then it only really works for you if you start recruiting. More people, more people coming in. And, and I think yeah. we were kind of at the spell <laughs> of, I wasn't necessarily too fully in this because yeah. it was more of a case of we were kind of, maybe a little bit vulnerable at the time okay. Um, because we were just like, we'd moved into a new house. We needed to make a little bit more money. And rather than me get a second job, this would be something that you could do. Mm. And then we could just, we could both work our normal jobs and do this on the side. Okay. Um, and, and I haven't got any problem with that at all. And because I had a, a I was already in sales, it wasn't necessarily a bad thing for me. Mm. I can, I can sell products if they're health and beauty. It was, it was that. So I just like jumped on the bandwagon of, I mean, I, I, I'm a, I'm a fit and healthy guy. These okay. are the products I use, you should use them too. Okay. Um, and people did do that and that was fine. And we didn't make great deal money, nah. but you don't unless you start yeah. recruiting. Yeah. And, but we know people that were making millions and thousands of pounds really? from this at the top, at the top. Mm. Um, and they were doing really well. But as all pyramid schemes happen, they, at some point they will cascade Eventually. on, they will implode and, and that's what yes. happens. But we were, we were only in it for a minute to yeah. a certain extent. It was kind of, I think once my wife realized that these products weren't as good as they said they were going to be. Um, so they did, they didn't have parabens in them. So they're not detrimental to children using them. Mm. So there was no toxins and things like that. Mm. As soon as that realization that some of these products were, did have parabens in them, most things do have parabens in them because they're like um, methods of ways to um, stop them from going off okay. after a certain amount of time. Mm. Um, it's like E numbers in food. Um, but yeah, once we learned that, it was kind of, we pulled ourselves away from, from yeah. that. However, I'm not saying that you can't be successful in these things, but you've really got to go in with your eyes open to know oh, yes. what you're doing. Um, yeah. And like when when if you're talking about risk and reward there's probably better things that you can risk your money in 
and um, get and get a better reward from. Oh yes, than yeah. than try and sell another man's product mm. because it's not yours. If that product gets exactly. taken away from you, it's it's somebody else's. Yeah. So then, and if happens? there's liability as well, it could be your head. Yeah. Especially more more times, regular people are encouraged to recruit like their family members yeah. and their friends and whatever. So if you discover something is off, you don't have control over that. Yeah. So that you know. And that's a, and that's the yeah. situation. It didn't really, it didn't really lay well with us. Yeah. And I've always been in the, in the mindset where if I'm going to create a business, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want my friends and family to be the people that buy from so, me. Cause that's, that yeah. will run out at some point. Exactly. And, you know, we've spoken about overhead. Yeah. We've spoken about growth and scaling. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly right, There's Mikey. There's an element to, scr- to growth if you've only got your, your cousins, your family, your aunties, your uncles buying from you. This is what I say, you know, this, this venture that I'm starting here, it may be excruciating for me to find my customer base, mm. but I want to find my customer base. And what I want is for the people that will find value in what I'm doing. Because I know if they find value in what I'm doing, they'll be willing to pay. I need people that are willing to pay. And I need people that um, are willing to pay a certain amount because they actually see the value that they're getting um, out of the product that I'm offering them. Only then can I now be speaking of leases and office spaces and things like that. Because without that, Right, you might have maybe somebody come. You convince a friend, they come one time. Yeah, they go. Then what? That's it. They don't come back. What have you, you want got that left? Retention. That's yes. That's a, a retention. Of, yeah. Most people talk about what's the the life value of a customer to you, mm-hmm. and if you know what that is for one customer, you know. Mm-hmm. Say, for instance, on the um, on the product side of things, like we were just talking, if it's cosmetics, mm-hmm. if somebody's buying off you once a month their lifetime value is whatever at the end of that year that value yes. is. Okay. Yeah. And then you can obviously upsell them on that other stuff. Yeah. Lip balms, body soaps, mm. maybe protein shakes, all that stuff. There you go. That's what the big marketing companies do. Coca-Cola, all of those Absolutely. big brands. Yeah. They're doing all of those things. Yeah. What you're talking about right now is understanding who your, 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 your client avatar is. And I and talk then, about that. Yeah. a lot in what how I train my mentees or private clients is you really want to know who your client is, the demographic, age, the gender, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you can specifically segment what that person looks like yeah. when it comes to what sector they work in yeah. to then put that together to, 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 to refine that funnel. Streamline. So yeah, streamline yes. And then, funnel. It kind of, again, it comes down to your energy is more focused then, isn't it? Yeah. You market directly to your customer, which means you can take out. Yeah. You're speaking in their tone, aren't you? Exactly. You take out all the other Mm. things that you don't need. And because people try and do anything and everything. It's like, who's your core market? Well, I don't know. I'm trying to appeal to children. Whilst at the same time, I'm trying to appeal to adults. That's not going to work. Well, they say if you if you try and market to everybody, you end up marketing to, to no one. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's 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 so true. Mm. Because if you see the some of the best brands out there, yeah, they're going for a specific demographic. Yeah, um, gender, um, all of that stuff. Stick to that stick small tribe, and they and then get what, good at it. Yes, and then they move on to something else. You know. The tribe thing, that small tribe, what they do, especially if they're loyal, they're consistent and they keep supporting you, 
that's what grows you yeah. but it has to start yeah. with this small yeah, yeah. tribe to prove the concept to show for you to grow and then mm -hmm. to do everything that you because even apple mm -hmm. it started out as a specialist um mm -hmm. product yeah, yeah. so they were loyal yeah, yeah. apple followers the people that used to buy the mac I and the people it. that were you know that bought even the ipod because yeah. the ipod was expensive yeah, yeah. as an mp3 i was like what are you mad i'm not buying an ipod <laughs> but now an iphone is a must yeah. or an ipad i've got an ipad an iphone um, a macbook right but they've you did never they've built you into that community yes they've they've they that their technology is yes. so um, intuitive yeah to a point that your apple phone yep. your apple ipads your um your MacBook laptop pro yeah all will yeah. sync to each other if they're in locality yeah that it's so easy for you to use it that yeah. if you go to android again it just throws the whole like thing an alien, off an alien situation yeah, exactly it's um, a, it's a, yeah. not that I've got any problems with <laughs> that multi-level marketing things. Cause there are some yeah. things it brought that was really good. Okay. And I'd say that the training that sometimes is available because you don't get a lot of training mm -hmm. in sales. Um, but the way that they train you in terms of how to open up conversations, yeah. how to build rapport and all that stuff, unless you've been trained in that art of skill of selling, then you won't know, you won't know it. Yes. Um, I would, if you're trying to learn something new for future, mm -hmm. there's probably other things, other, better ways, better ways. And yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm a massive advocate now on investing in yourself mm -hmm. for something you can grow for yourself mm -hmm. and then grow your own wealth that way. Absolutely. And if you do that, then at least you're the person the way the book starts. It's in control. Yeah. yeah exactly. And it's, I'm not saying that you have to create a product and uh, create a brand or, or, or create a, an apparel line that you want to do. It's just, you can start buying stuff from like wholesalers mm -hmm. and then reselling it, reselling it on Amazon yeah. if you want to do that. Yeah. Like it's, it's like, it's not that hard to do, but you just got to figure it out. Yeah. It's whether you figure it out from somebody that knows what they're doing mm -hmm. or you figure it out from watching a load of YouTubes because it's free yeah. or you read a load of books, audibles or whatever it is. Yeah. There's, there's ways and methods to be able to train yourself into something else. Doing it. Yep. I agree with you 100% <laughs> and I'm an advocate for that myself, yeah. like starting business, taking on the risk. It gives you so much more control, you know, the way you navigate things. Whereas if you are in a job environment, of course it's okay uh, for people, but you've got less control, yeah. especially like now family, having more kids and how do you handle that? How do you handle daycare? How do you handle time off with spouse? And because we have to go give our time to these people who pay us money yeah. and they want to get every drop of yeah, the little weird. whatever yeah, that yeah. they pay yeah, you. Yeah. You don't get as much, but they, when you're on their time, you're on their time. Well, that's <laughs> for every company you work for, there will be a measure of um, what your cost is to them. Yes. What all those things I spoke about earlier, the car, the laptop, yeah. the, um, the phone, that's a cost to them as well, an expense. Yes. So you put that all together. So your salary, your car, everything, that's yep. what you cost them as a business, as a, as a, as an entity for them. So, so they I, need they, to get they that need to back, get that back. As yeah. with anything well, else. You see the triple yeah. the amount that you're getting paid. Yeah. That's your end figure. Yeah. But that's how you've got to think about it when you're selling products is yeah. let me sell something for mm -hmm. or buy something for a pound and sell it for two or three or five. No, yeah. absolutely. I was going to say though, Rather, you're building onto something that you can pass on legacy, you yeah. know, to your children. It's, I wouldn't 
touted as being easy. Being yeah. in business for yourself yeah. is might be difficult. It might be challenging, but so is work. So is being in work and doing it for somebody else, you know? So it's why not? Kind. It's a yeah. different kind of difficult. It, it is yeah. a different kind. And I'll say, why not do it? If you can, of course, do it for yourself because you're also building onto something that you can yeah, and over. pass on to your children. You're building onto something that gives you a little bit more control. It gives you a little bit more, excuse me, flexibility. Of course, what that means also is going to require more yeah. of you. So you have to study more. You have to get the knowledge. You do have to be willing to even invest in certain things because what you said, like businesses, yes, they pay you a salary, but they'll they'll pay for you to go for training. They will pay for certain things that they un understand will add on to the value that you as an employee will give. Yeah. Hence, if you're doing it for yourself, what is it you're doing to yeah. elevate yourself, right? To, yeah. to, to, to invest in not only what you're doing, but to invest in yourself to get yourself to that next next level the, uh, talking about the the ability to create something and have that legacy. oh yes pass on pass yeah. on the legacy yeah and with the property thing when i realized that property was the right thing for me mm -hmm. and that was after the courses i'd done sat on and realized that some ticket courses are just too expensive yeah it's, it's got to be right for you as an individual whatever you want to invest in yourself yeah it's never going to be bad for you to invest in yourself mm -hmm. if there's a payoff at the end absolutely so i still invest in myself on training reading books audibles all that all that good stuff yep. and there is an element of cost to that oh yes but because people are paying a subscription they don't necessarily see the the cost mm -hmm. to buying books or anything like that it's just a i got some enjoyment out of it whereas if you invest in yourself, personal development, training mm -hmm. courses, things like that, you don't lose those skills. You just, in, you just, in, you're enhancing Enhance them. Yeah. everything that you're bringing to the table. And mm -hmm. um, so when you think about what you invest in yourself for university, because it's not an investment up front, it's a debt. Yeah. You don't really consider it. No, because it just feels like, oh yeah, I'm just going, yeah. you know, somebody else is paying for you it. You should 100% because you're going to pay money back, back at the course. end of the day. Yeah. Um, but it's to my point, you, you've got yeah. to think about where that end was, end goal is going to be. Mm -hmm. Because once I realized, and it was from sitting on a course, not sitting on a course, but going to some networking events that happen all around the UK, mm -hmm. PPNs and PINs. Um, um, so property investors network and then uh, progressive property network. They're some of the biggest uh, training providers in the in the in the UK. Okay. Um, one's by um, Simon Zushi. The other one is uh, Rob Moore and Mark Homer. <laughs> They're really good places for people that are starting out to go and have a look, see what they're interested in. There'll be ran there will be a random speaker, not maybe every month, but every other month or something like that, depending okay. on how frequently they can. Um, it went on. It went online for a bit whilst COVID was happening. But it helps you as a person, as well as property magazines, to read on this on these things, things these subjects yeah. that you can you may not necessarily know you want to get involved in that yet. Mm -hmm. But it gives you an idea of what the gateway will be. Brilliant. As as the rich dad poor dad was the opener to invest in property because you can then create wealth and and, and buy more property and then pay for all the stuff that you all the nice stuff, all this stuff. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
Um, but that's, that's, and I was fortunate to sit in on, on a, on a, on a networking event where two people sat down, two people were speakers, guest speakers. Okay. One of them was, um, telling the story of his experience towards service accommodation. Mm -hmm. The other one was telling his story about deal packaging. Both of them sounded like very good ideas. One of them felt like a bit more of a business. Okay. Um, and the one that sounded like a bit more of a business, not that neither of them were, both of them were businesses, mm -hmm. but one sounded like more of a sales business. And the other one sounded packaging. like a business. And one sounded like, a, and the other yeah. one sounded like a business. And I was more into that because it had more legs to it. Brilliant. So the service accommodation was the route I went to, went into, um, and then ended up going on a training course to learn it, mm. learn all the, um, the legalities of it, the contractual mm. obligations of it. Because in essence, you become a, a management company. Oh, yeah. You have to know the, the due diligence of how to scrutinize deals against property sizes, the income, what the debt will be from the capex, all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, and, that's, and that was the interesting part to me. But it okay. also showed that you it had legs because you're creating a business mm. that is, for instance, a uh, hotel that, that sits within four walls. It might have four bedrooms. You do the whole house scenario mm. and you're renting it out by the night for between, I don't know, 100 and 200 pounds, depending wow. on how big yeah. the property is. Uh -huh. And from that, you create a measure of, of profit or revenue from that month and whatever is taken away from the cost in terms of the bills and then the rent obligation that you pay to the landlord, whatever is left after that is yours. That's yours. That's yeah. yours. And yeah. it's a really way, a really quick way to scale. Brilliant. Predominantly because there's a very low bar of entry in terms of your capital expenditure. Okay. And then there's an element of whatever goes from there in terms of costs. Yeah. Um, and you can do the properties up to very, opulent high standards. high standards yeah or you can have very cost effective living arrangements for people that might be a bit more cost concerned mm. and that's down to the, the guest avatar we were talking about earlier yeah. the client Absolutely. specific you, what your yeah, demographic you know, is yeah and if exactly. you know that and you know the locations specifically they're correct you can run I the numbers really quickly and yeah absolutely everything like that and that works yeah. out really well um and with within the first year of me starting the business mm -hmm. um I and I wasn't anything special like anything you said that mate but <laughs> no no but <laughs> everything you know else I mean. in the conversation yeah. says something else <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean yeah. like, like I didn't do anything different no no I hear like, there was a lot of people out in yeah. the, in the game whilst we were doing it learning it they were far quicker and faster than Sharon, me and doing yeah. it uh, I think I, I, I acquired my first deal within four months of me oh, starting wow. the course yeah and then it was that was the hardest one for me because deal okay. one came really, it took a long time and we had a little bit of development in there as well. So the, the, um, the landlord hadn't finished the, the, the completed the, the development. So okay. we were just waiting for that to happen. And then the turnaround of me doing it to putting all the furniture in took yeah. a little bit longer than usual. Like I expected because I was yeah. brand new to this. Yeah. But then deals two, three and four came like, like buses. <laughs> Like really quick. They always say you, you the walk first in, one yeah, is, is the is hardest. The hardest. Yeah, exactly then everything that. else is just kind of like a natural flow. Yeah, and that yeah. was it. And then, and then <laughs> yeah. we went from from like one to four really quickly. Yeah. However, um, we went straight into COVID. Then 
Oh, wow. So COVID hits and it was almost like, okay, we've got to just take a little bit of time yeah. and all the rest of it and understand where we are right now. Because at the time I had a partner mm. and um, the, the deal was I she bought the money and I bought the time and effort. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the deal was at the end that of the end of the 12 months, the first agreement would finish yeah. and then the second agreement would, would take place and she would either come into the business or, or whatever at the time. Um, so we got to the, well, we got to the, the first beginning part of the year where COVID's hit yep. and you think this is going to be a very easy scenario. Yeah. Um, but we switched our model from doing the, the, the short-term stays to a long-term model. Okay. Um, so okay. we were 28 days and we really serviced. And because we only had four properties at the time, mm-hmm. we serviced most of the NHS staff that were trying oh, to house nice. themselves from their parents or their family members that were elderly, that mm-hmm. were uh, vulnerable. And that's, that's, that's really what kept us afloat for the first four or five months. Yeah. Um, and really bought us some time until the end of the year to know what was going on. To figure on out yeah. how to readjust and... Yeah. yeah. And then by the end of the year, we were fortunate enough to reinvest and scale to, I think it was 13 properties. Oh, wow. Um, and, and then we did the same again the following year. Oh, wow. Um, and that was by a little bit of luck, you would say, because right place, right time. Not necessarily like I'm lucky guy. I've just stepped over there and there's a house. It was more of a I'd have a, had a conversation with somebody and then that conversation would come back to fruition maybe six months down the line. Remember that guy you had a conversation with? They want to take you to take a property from them. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Okay, let's, let's, have, yeah. let's explore that because we yeah. might need to reevaluate the original conversation because that might have been pre-COVID or whatever it was. But mm-hmm. um, there were some hurdles, some um, pitfalls as well. We, we lost a couple of landlords based okay. on COVID um yeah either dying tough or, yeah, yeah 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 so <laughs> so that was a that was a scariest conversation where you you've got an agreement gone drawn up mm-hmm. and then the the, the phone just goes yep. nobody's calling you mm. so then i leave it for three months because I, I needed some time anyway yeah but, and then eventually call up the agent which we'd had most negotiations through and said just wanted to know what's going on. And obviously there's been a change of mind here, but what's yeah. going on? And the, the young lady was like, actually, unfortunately my father passed, passed away. away. Oh, wow. And yeah. you're like, that's okay. Yeah. First and foremost. And I'm really sorry, sorry. about what's yeah. happened. And if anything you need to do, yeah. like us to do, then that we'll, we're, we're here to help. Mm. But obviously we'll, we'll speak again in the future. And that relationship didn't sort of deteriorate. It was just more of a case of, the person that the agreement was with had passed mm-hmm. on. So it really wasn't in good taste to sort of take it to somebody else and it, say, yeah. but we had a really good conversation with the, the, the agent afterwards. And yeah. she was really open to us working with them in the future. And we just not got to a point where, where they have a lot of their properties in Leicestershire and mm. we don't really work there yet. So it's not something we've moved into just yet, but that's an option on the table in the future. To go. Man, I hear you. I love your story post-COVID because a lot of people, it's a different story that they've been um, yeah. telling. And the fact that you've come out and sounding like you you guys are coming out even stronger. So, post-COVID. yeah, we've had like COVID mm. was a massive, well, a massive blip and stress on a lot of businesses. A lot, um, a lot of people, and we families. St- we still really <laughs> haven't f- like c- 
come to the end of that conclusion mm. of what it is in terms of the pain of people. Yeah. Um, a lot of companies like myself that, that, that came out of that came out with, with some debt, which is on, on the, on the cards of getting cleared. Yeah. But it's, it is more a case of, could we survive this? And if that didn't survive do, that, yeah. Then how do we weather the storm? Yes. Passing storm. So yeah. the, the model that I stuck with, which is the 28 days or more mm -hmm. still is there. But we still offer now the shorter term stays. So we Brilliant. do. We don't really offer anything less than four days. Mm. Um, but we offer anything from four all the way up to twenty eight to longer than that. So, mm. we've, as an example, we've got a guest that's staying in one of our properties, um, and they've been there for about seventy four nights now. Wow. Um, and that's best part of maybe eight thousand pounds. Wow. Um, that's serious. So it's good. <laughs> it's a yeah. really good return. Yeah. When you think like we just painted and decorated that, and I say we because my assistant helped me, yeah, and my mum as well. Oh, brilliant! Um, mum again? Uh, mum's <laughs> a yeah, massive advocate for me. Yeah. Um, and it, it took it cost us maybe five hundred pounds. Mm. And at the time, I was scratching my head, talking to my mum, saying, "Do I need to? Do I really want to spend five hundred pounds on this property?" So you spent five hundred pounds, and you're getting eight thousand in revenue. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is serious. So that's a good good chunk of change. And then after bills, you're yeah. probably taking maybe half of that. Wow. Yeah. What was the five hundred pounds on? So paints, mm -hmm. um some paintings, like in terms of like art and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, what else? Um some labour as well. Yeah. Um and then some hangers and stuff like that. Some stuff yeah. that had actually the consumables had been consumed and left and, and taken yeah. and things like that so it was you can yeah. do you can do setups on on very good budgets but you can also do them on really like tight budgets but you just wow. got to know what you're doing in terms of investment yeah. of things do it in the right places um, yeah because people spend the wrong money on the on wrong, wrong place and yeah. then your returns are not even exactly they that. don't make sense when it comes to refurbing houses like mm. people will spend absolutely stupid uh, stupid amounts of money on things that like living rooms when they don't a living room won't sell your house but mm. a kitchen and a bathroom will, will you know what i mean so yeah. like that's where you spend your money and you drive and things like that <laughs> you yeah. don't spend them on the, yeah. the stuff that you like in your living room because yeah. chances are you move out of that living room and that house the person's going to change that living room to something they like facts so that that's the thing on cost and so so yeah it's, we're doing well yeah getting better it's is getting just, there, getting the stronger. The future is bright. I was going to say, it looks bright. Oh, <laughs> if it, it sounds bright, it feels bright. You know, with the we, we need to have at some point, I'm, I'm sure we will, have a broader conversation yeah. about like deep dive and what you do and how it works because I'm so fascinated. Yeah. Of course, we'll have a conversation outside this as well yeah, yeah, for sure. uh, in terms of finding out to be like, hmm, how can I get, how can I dip into a little bit of that? Even yeah. though to be fair, like what I'm mastering at the moment is this, you yeah. know, when we were talking about yeah. focusing and yeah, I just came to a decision and I said, you know what, seeing as I'm doing this podcasting thing, I'm just going to do this, grow in it, learn in it. And this will be my craft, mastering and growing it. Well, they say and that. The key thing. They say master one thing first. Yes. Then, then you can go to, to the, the other. other yeah, I believe in that. Yeah. So we, I definitely, I'm a testament to that. So yeah. I mastered the short-term rental space. Yes. Learned that to okay. its nth degree yeah. and then moved into the management space. So right. now I manage on behalf of landlords and other investors. Oh, wow. And then I've obviously got my own portfolio as well within that that same yeah. banner, um, and we've got I've also got a, a small joint venture with my sister that we did 
last year that worked out really well and then ended up going really quiet for a while but now it's okay. bouncing back a bit now so it's it's more about understanding the markets and then sort of moving with them because mm-hmm. um, this isn't a business that's just static it does dynamically move yep. seasonality and everything else yeah but it's, so it's knowing it's knowing what you're how doing, to change knowing yeah, where you are and right. that can actually yeah expertise yeah. So, so important. I was like, I could tell you stories about podcasting. <laughs> I've been doing this for <laughs> yeah. like, what, a year, two years yeah. ago. This is why I'm so excited um, to start working with people. And yeah. I'm saying it's not going to really be a kind of business where I'm working um, for people or letting people just do their thing. But I think it'll be very much a collaborative effort yeah. on people's content, what yeah, they're looking yeah. to put out. It'll be very important for me to understand their vision yeah. first. And I've realized that working that way, is the only way that I can get the most out of this space. Yeah, Cause yeah. as you can imagine, I can only put it out or rent it out per hour. Yeah, so I have to get the most out of the hour. And I thought to myself, do you know what? It's not just giving them a resource, but it's me being a resource to say, do you know what? Come here, let me show you what I can do. And then what can we birth? Yeah, it's like yeah, a child, right? You yeah. birth the child, but they have all these characteristics that you never knew and you see them grow and blossom and it warms your heart. So I'm so excited in this space to be able to birth some amazing content to work with people. Obviously, as you can imagine, I have my own ideas of how I like certain things. Other people will have their own, but the beauty is that it's customizable with the lights or however they want to do. So I'm excited to see when people come here, what they can do with the foundation that I've laid or rather what we can do and make sure we can pull out some amazing work, some amazing content so that we can eventually take up that lease that I told you about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) But now that's the dream, isn't it? And everyone has that ambition. Like my ambition is I, I I do want to own a hotel at some Mm. point. Oh, Um, and whether we build it from scratch or we take over an old B and B and we turn that that into what we want, then that's, that's, the ability and I, I always I'm a big believer if you speak it then it comes to you absolutely um, because there's some crazy things that I've spoken about and then they putting it in the yeah, air the energy is gonna come gotta, and match yeah, you gotta, yeah yeah it's affirmation side of things right and I like people don't believe in them but you've got to yeah. believe in the power of what you ask for right if you're willing to receive it yeah because the universe will put things in your path to t- to challenge you to say do you really want it and how are you yeah, going to take yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you've got this. Are you up, but what are you going to do? Are how are you going to adjust? Right. I was going to say, even you being here, Mikey. Right, because this um, this space has been a war zone for the past couple of because I've just been working. Yeah. Quitting, I'm still working it out, as I say to you. So there are things that are still yet to be like properly space, finalized. Right. Yeah. I normally use that other space yeah. for the interviews, which is like specific for one to one. You know, it is this more like a this is a nice feel, yeah. Right. Like, I know. I love it. Like field. just homely. But this is more for one like of these four, in my next essays. Say it. <laughs> four people set up. But today I was like, what am I gonna do to move these? I don't want to move these things. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just try out the space to mm-hmm. to begin because it's it's um it's already here. Let's see what I can do with my and I it just is. have a feeling this is like God ordained because I believe in in God and yeah. spirituality, and I'm like Mikey, come here. I don't know who's going to see this. Yeah, I don't know how the connection is. Not that you are particularly going to do anything, but mm-hmm. I just had this thing come to me of feeling like this is a seeding in that the way this has come together mm-hmm. organically. Yeah. By the way, if, yeah. even it just came together organically between two parties, it's going to put something out there. Yeah, 
that will then come back to really fulfill the potential of this space. Well, you, you remember this space. What, what this, this, didn't, this didn't just happen organically. Oh, no. Oh, you yeah. You remember this. this <laughs> the was conversation. A, this was a conversation on, on Clubhouse yeah. where you said you wanted to start up a podcasting um, a brand. Yeah. And I said, if you start up your podcast. You'll be I'll one be of the your, first. I think I remember first, that conversation. And when yeah. I noticed that you don't, what you said, true to your word. Yeah. Then I have to be exactly true to mine. To Do you get what I mean? Exactly the same. Because there are a lot of wafflers yeah, on yeah. on um, on Clubhouse. People that just used to say things that they didn't uh, mean. When I was saying that, was I saying it with conviction? Yeah, like when I was yeah, talking at the yeah, time, yeah, like yeah, this I is what I'm gonna you do. Do you get what I mean? And that's what I'm saying. Sometimes it starts with words. Yeah. You speak it, you put it out there, and then the work speaks for itself. Yeah. As I was saying for you, I'm I'm really big on the work telling the story as opposed to trying to like say, oh, this is what I'm doing and yeah, pushing it no. on people and forcing it on people. I think the, the work yeah. speaks for itself, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. What, what I've noticed on the lit um, podcast on, on YouTube yeah. is that your your content is good. Yeah. First and foremost, Thank you. that's what you want. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also the you're bringing something new to the the, the, to the, market. the sort of hosting market as well yes. where not everybody's doing this and you have to be a little bit different to sort of encourage and attract mm. an audience Most and certainly. also your, your your guest speakers as well so mm. yeah Most certainly. Testament to you similar to yourself in the in in, in the um future the goal bigger better but bigger better in that helping other people to be putting out amazing because i love yeah. amazing content so it's not just about me you know doing this podcast and but it's really working yeah. with people to say do you know what what can we do how can we put out quality content out there even particularly our community you know black community but for me i'm pretty universal it's not yeah, just yeah, a, yeah. A, a black thing yeah. it is for the people that feel yeah, the need it. my customer yeah, yeah. is Everyone, I'm sorry if it, yeah. it, it, it hits people the wrong way saying that, yeah, yeah. but that I go for a universal yeah, appeal because that's how I feel like when you're approaching product, mm -hmm. that's how you you, you approach, approach it. it. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Can a president sit here? Can mm. a CEO, mm. can an entrepreneur sit here mm. and make some quality content? Mm. The answer is yes. That's exactly what we're, we're going to do. Yeah. I was going to say from this conversation, Mikey, I'm so thankful. It's probably going to be the longest conversation i've had in here yeah. i think it's just the space encourages that right yeah so what i'll do is i'll make it a two-part i think this okay. one yeah, yeah just so it's more wow. consumable but i was gonna say um this has encouraged me so much like this is i, I don't know how okay. to explain it to you the way it's come together the way even it's working i'm so thankful that we haven't had yeah, yeah. mishaps because as i said guys it's still a work in progress so some bits as we go on they'll be solidified but it's the first time that i'm actually using yeah, yeah. Uh, this space i was learning how i'm going to put the camera angles that might improve that might change but you can only you know get to know these things as you're doing it so do you get what i mean setup is on point yeah thank for, you for a, for a novice looking in yeah I no thank you I'm so much about, but, but this looks good right and that, that was the, the the goal of it to say can we sit down in a comfortable space have some tea have some coffee mm -hmm. and actually just have a an organic chat yeah. about what we do because as i said i love what you're doing i love we your story that. how you've come up and even the things that would have held you back and how you turned that and you've used that to work for you instead of against you your entire journey is yeah. just brilliant and yeah. thank you so much for coming to this space being completely open yeah. you know and and yeah just wearing your heart 
on a sleeve because yeah, yeah. oftentimes people will come and they only want to show you the side Positive. of where yeah. things are working the side of where they're driving the big car or they're living in the big house but they won't tell you um you know the version of the story where possibly couldn't have worked out there's a version of the story where you they wouldn't have been there and the yeah. obstacles and you know that yeah. kind of thing but this is what i love about lit and the space is the fact that people can come be honest uh you know be vulnerable i think it's um That's an element think. in terms of the, the, the one feeling it's a safe space mm. and and then two that i i definitely want to share the honesty of yeah. of this property business because Brilliant. It, it is hard work, mm. but if you want to do it or if you don't want to do it and you want somebody to manage doing it for you, yeah. there are people out there to do it. Yeah. And it is probably a better option just saying something up yourself. Yeah. Um, like a starting up a like a startup with a with a with a shop front or anything like that because mm. leases are expensive. Oh yes. All that sort of stuff. But yeah, no one joke. thing that is <laughs> substantially stable is mm-hmm. the property market. Although we have your ups and downs. But you can but it lasts, you do it in this, it in this world. The short-term rental market mm-hmm. is buoyant. Just look at Airbnb, yeah. how they're growing. Yeah, Booking.com, uh, yeah. how you how you actually go out now and, and you source properties. But mm. Things you want to stay in, like me, mm-hmm. I came up to Leeds. Where did I want to stay? I'm in a hotel, but Booking.com was the first place I, I went. You went, you yeah, yeah. Leeds, and it gives you all these properties, all, all these um options of what's available to you mm. and you go with what you want absolutely and we're, we're always going to need uh we're always going to need somewhere yeah to stay do you yeah. get what i mean so it's like unless that stops yeah i, I don't see it stopping anytime soon especially to, even with the taking in like you know refugees yeah. and things like like accommodation right yeah. now high like people yeah. needing Massive. places to stay Massive because e- e- even the council waiting lists mm-hmm. are ridiculous ridiculous longer than they've ever been Mm. uh before so i see that that to me is something i'm interested to learn about because i know their practicalities Mm -hmm. you have to do to get to it and to do what you've said you've been honest to say you need to know your risk you need to know your outgoings and everything else see that's like okay yeah it's going to take work do you get what i mean however is a separate bit it all adds up do you get what i mean i'm like definitely curious but not to do, to get to know on that, that it is hard work mm. but it's hard work in any any business you set up nothing's easy you're yeah. gonna have to know all of those things that i've spoken about yeah but the control is that you're not necessarily selling a product you're selling yeah. a house where people stay yeah and that can be as versatile as you want it to be or you need yeah. it to be um and if you're selling it by the night and it's a hundred pounds that's sometimes a better option than than a hotel can be. Mm. Like my hotel was, I think, eighty pounds, including in breakfast mm-hmm. for one person. You turn that up to to two people, it turns into one hundred and sixty pounds. That might not be a a, a a sort of viable option unless your your company's paying for that. Oh yes. Whereas if you're a tradesperson and the company is your business, you want to save as much money on the cost of your accommodation because you might be, can. you might be staying there for ten nights. Exactly. You, know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you don't want to be spending a hundred or what, what thousand sixteen hundred pounds on no because 10 nights. yeah that eats into your profits. Exactly. And yeah. you want to avoid anything that yeah. eats into your um, profits. Yeah. But I was saying, Mikey, listen, we could go on hours, all days. Yeah. Appreciate right? your time. Chatting because <laughs> I feel like ah, oh, we could. There's so much that we haven't touched on, and I'm hoping we can have another conversation. Um, you know, at some point where uh, when you're ready and that sort of thing um and maybe yeah just touch on other bits yeah, that we may not have touched on today but it's been an absolutely 
amazing uh you know conversation especially just digging into insights learning yeah. a little bit more um about yourself yeah me. i think we'll we'll close it off here yeah but um before we go and shut it off um is there anything you'd like to add just to close us off no again thanks for hospitality um, oh, you're welcome giving me the opportunity to to tell my truth to a certain yeah. extent um, yeah if people want to get hold of me my socials are uh, mikey yeah at the sorry it's mikey p small and that's my uh, instagram handle and then it's usually um be more homely is my is my company so okay if they want to search me on um on google mm-hmm. if you search uh, uh be more homely you can find me on there so it's um mikey m-i-k-e-y mm-hmm. at be more homely.com brilliant guys it's your boy isaac speaks another amazing episode of let inspiration take over podcast make sure you like follow and subscribe on youtube guys you can tell look look how amazing this content content is yeah all you have to do is like follow and subscribe uh, and i look forward to bringing you more episode of the uh lit podcast not only that but for the work that will be pr- produced in this space as well uh keep you up to date with what will be made look forward to that journey i'm excited i can't wait but Till next time, check you guys later. Peace. Take care.